Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. The tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear friend, Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? We're back after a week off. Yeah, I had the flu. Uh, it oh. definitely wasn't COVID because I tested like four times. Uh, but, you know, listen, let's not dwell on it because the music industry moves quickly. And obviously, Luke, the word of the week is consolidation conciseness what oh uh, consolidation I, I don't know if you saw this but our our good friends at pitchfork um definitely not oh okay uh pitchfork is being <laughs> i told moved. you whatever news item you I, have i'm not i'm like uh, luke's gotta have heard the pitchfork <laughs> news pitchfork has been moved by their parent company Conde Nast under gq uh gentlemen's oh. quarterly uh, that's uh, right. Music only for dudes now. Um, sorry, boy genius. But Luke, listen, we cannot be caught flat-footed on this, okay? So I've got some meetings set up for us tomorrow. All right, we're gonna talk to some okay. people, try and get on get in in a parent company, like an umbrella shelter, that kind of stuff. So, um, I'll just throw them out there, and you let me know what you think. Um, okay. Best song ever. Brought to you by Exxon. Okay. More like sex on. Sounds sexy to me, baby. Let's sure. do it. <laughs> um, best song ever. A Halliburton product. Oh, I'm Halliburton for that one. Okay, you're into <laughs> these. I, I, they're all the most evil corporations. Screw it. I got no morals. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought there'd be a lot more resistance here. Um, so you might love this next one. Uh, <laughs> best song ever. Brought to you by the O.J. Simpson Foundation. Oh, is that is that still a thing? Uh, I mean, I don't think I so. like him for his Twitter presence. Do, has he done other things? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just a big sports fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, Luke, uh, listen, we'll search for more. Maybe if we come up with some later, we can we can look into them. Um, but okay. we just we gotta we gotta get on top of this. All right. I mean, you know what my vote would be. Best song ever brought to you by Taco Bell, just so I can have an endless supply of nacho fries. That you know what? I'm gonna decline that because I don't think it'd be good for you. How dare you? Yes, I would uh, double my weight in nacho fries by the time we record the next episode. Well, you know what they um, say, the human body is 70% water, except yours, which is 70% cheese. <laughs> yes. Um, well, those were some good pitches. Kev, I did want to share a little bit of news. Just, to, I mean, it is something that's in the news, but it's something that's news in my life, which is I watched some of a Lions game. <laughs> Wow. Sunday. Well, you know, listen, I'll get I'll just get this out of the way now. I don't have any touts this week. Uh because okay, I was you were just watching the Lions. I was sick, so I didn't listen to all the music, and also consumed seven Lions podcasts last week. What? Um what there could not possibly be that much to say. So I do I wanna tell you, because Kyle was all excited just because they're in the playoffs, like yes. and she's like so my wife turned full jock and was 
hooting and hollering at the screen. Oh, and um, so I was just upset because we were watching Killers of the Flower Moon and we we're two hours in and it was really getting good. And Kyle's like, we got to watch the game. And I was like, God damn it. Um, Has Kyle become I, a football fan because of Taylor Swift? I, I thought so. But then I was like, oh, wait, this is, has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. I think... She, she will claim she's always been a little bit of a football fan, like her whole family has. But I said, I've never seen her quite like this. But I did uh, play Zelda through the first, like, 20 minutes and then fell asleep. So, <laughs> so Wow. I, sports fans, look out. <laughs> Luke's coming for you. I'm coming. I saw some of the first part. Are they called quarters in football? They're called quarters. <laughs> and I've thought of a okay. great game uh, that I need to come up with next week that we're yeah. we're going to play. So, Are you going to quiz me on football stuff? Sure am. Cool. Sounds fun. I'm going to do terrible. <laughs> yes. That's the best part of it. Well, this isn't a football podcast. It's a music podcast. God damn it. So, Kev, why don't you uh, tell us about your first song? Yeah, I'm very excited to bring a new song from Mary Timoney uh, that Ooh. is, of course, Mary Timoney of X-Hex, Helium, oh. Wild Flag, and Autoclave, among many other bands. Wow. Uh, that last Lots one of... I was unfamiliar with until this week, and that album from 1997, very good. Big fan. What is that album? Autoclave that wreck? by Autoclave. Okay. I don't think I've heard that either, but I do know a couple of those bands you named. Very indie like rock. Very, much. very good. Um, she uh, She's coming out with a new album, and it's pretty great. Had the chance to listen to it. Uh, she is clearly a big influence to women-led indie rock bands like Sleater Kinney and Screaming Females. Uh, speaking of Sleater Kinney, Carrie Brownstein had uh, described her as Mary Shelley with a guitar, which, fantastic. <laughs> And she was dubbed a trailblazer and an innovator by her former guitar student, Lindsay Jordan, a.k.a. Snail Mail. So she is clearly influenced uh, several generations of awesome musicians. Yeah, that's awesome. Her new album is called Untamed the Tiger, and it's her first solo release in 15 years and a startling document of an artist fully coming into her own power during the fourth decade of her career. It is a product of lessons learned during life-altering struggle. The mystical, acoustic-driven Untamed the Tiger emerged after the dissolution of a long-term relationship and was bookended by the deaths of Mary's mother and father. Quote, This was the hardest thing I've ever been through. Every week I had to manage a new crisis, said Mary. Because I was making impossible decisions on behalf of my parents, creative choices now seemed more manageable. Since I had to confront the reality of loss, I realized what was important to me about being alive, and I became less scared. The record became my anchor in a time when I was losing so much around me. It felt like all I had, a guide that helped me through and gave me hope. Clearly, a very important piece of music. Uh, Definitely an evolution of her style. She's got a couple albums that came out in the late 90s, mid-2000s. But this is kind of acoustic indie. Luke, I feel like you're really going to dig this. Uh, so let's give a listen to Mary Timoney with The Guest. I 
Likey, that yes. song. Uh, some eerie, like westerny kind of twangy country yeah. vibe going on. Not what I was expecting from this punk legend, uh, you know, with all those previous bands, but it's a cool uh, step forward and reinvention. And then towards the end, there was some very interesting stuff going on. There's some like filtering, the sound sort of switches up. And I really loved that one lyric about. Does loneliness just find me? Uh, that that little couplet that was really good. Some really yeah. great lyrics, like that writing a lot, and some very powerful stuff, like you're saying. That's such a difficult time to go through. I think the great tragedies that many of us fear, you know, losing loved ones and your parents, and uh, keeps me up at night sometimes. And so it's really I, you know, I make music myself, and I feel like. Almost it is a gift and a curse at times, but I feel like in those really hard moments, it can be a gift to have something that you can channel these hard feelings into because there's not really an easy answer a lot of times or anything to make it immediately better. And so having some way where you can sort of capture those emotions within a a jar or a (laughs) few minutes there, uh, I feel like is really powerful. So that's that's really great that Mary had that and excited to see this uh, reinvention on this album. I don't think I could have said it any better myself. Uh, so we'll leave it at that, Luke. And that was Mary Timoney with the guest from Untame the Tiger out 223 via Merge. Great album title, too. And yeah. Album cover. It's very cool. It's great. I, I got the I got the chance to listen to it, and it's very good. I'm very excited for it to... Hit all of your eardrums. All right. Well, in between songs, we like to break things up by playing a little game called Song Saga. So, Kev, you want to tell the people about our link? Yeah. If you want to play Song Saga, which you do, what are you, a loser that doesn't want to play games? Lame. Uh, Not listen to this podcast or not. Uh, You can go check out Song Saga on our affiliate link. It's song-saga.com slash rockin' slash 21. That's not rocking. You're not in a chair. No. You're a cool... We're not your grandpa. You're a cool person. Drop that G. Rockin'. 
so song-saga.com slash rockin slash 21. Go there. See the cool green box. This is an yes. audio medium. We can't show it to you. Go look at it. No, and we got these beautiful green cards. And oh, they're the way this, stunning. They're stunning. The way this game works is I pull a card. It gives us a prompt, and we have to name a song and a story associated with it. Uh, the story we play fast and loose with, and it's really whatever thought just pops into our head. Influenced how you dressed is the prompt I've pulled. Dang. Ooh, song that influenced how you dressed. Um, can it be a genre? Can I can I choose a champion for my entire... Um, yeah. Okay. Be- um, because I feel like we're both going to pick something emo related mm-hmm. just based on our ages and... Um, you know, I'll, I feel like that's, I thought about dyeing my hair black once, but never did it. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I never died. I never pierced. Let's just go with thanks for the memories by, by fallout boy. Um, any song could have done, but literally this happened to me like two months ago where, uh, I ripped my jeans. Like just they, they, it, it was time. They, they kind of ripped in the, in a sensitive area so i needed to get new ones right and annie always encouraging me to grow as a person and explore new things was like hey kev why don't you get Get a bigger size of jean no why don't you get some like straight cut jeans like you've been holding on you've been holding on to these slims for like two decades and i was like uh no um but you know what i listened i grew and i bought a pair of straight fit jeans and I put them on and I immediately took them off, put them back in the bag and returned them and ordered two <laughs> pairs of slims. I know um, I wear slims too. I'm just like, it just doesn't look right. to me. No, it's too. <laughs> and I'm very top heavy. Like my, I got, I have skinny legs. So I, um, I, I'll, I don't, I don't know that I ever can get out of that. Um, and I, I do really put blame that, um, fully on like the pop punk and emo that I listened to as a child. Uh, so that's my story. Um, I actually have a good one that I just thought of while you were talking because this is a recent one and we're coming up on the year anniversary of that fateful last of us episode, which played Linda Ronstadt's ah, long, long time yes. episode of the same name, which in a lot of like the year end TV stuff, I was like watching and listening to, Last of Us, of course, got brought up, and I forget what I was watching. Where there was a clip of that scene where Joel is in the car with Ellie, and she goes to turn off Linda Ronstadt, and he's like, "Oh, that's Linda Ronstadt. Just, just leave that." And um, I'm like, "That's gonna be me when I'm older." But uh, after I did that, or after I saw that episode, I did a cover, and that was until recently when one of my Christmas videos got a lot of views, that was my most viewed video because of the last of us and the popularity of that. And I went and bought my Linda Ronstadt shirt, which I often wear very eighties looking Linda's face on it. And, uh, so yeah, that, I guess that influenced how I dressed. Cause I was like, I need a Linda Ronstadt shirt. Two very similar Stat. songs by fall Out boy and Linda Ronstadt. Very similar, which in Linda Ronstadt news, Selena Gomez is going to play her in a biopic, which I'm very excited for. I saw that. I hope that um, she brings her friends Martin Sheen and... Nope. Martin Mar- Short. Martin Short. Martin Sheen and Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Martin Short and... 
Steve, Steve Martin. Wow, you're struggling with the Martins today. (laughs) I was like, there's no way. There's no way they're both named Martin. That's insane. That's like Batman and Superman having the same mom's name. Um, Um, Oh, before we, I can pull one more card. But Kev, in other biopic news, did you see that Donald Glover is going to play? Are you a biopic person? I, that's just how I've heard people it's say bio, it. It's definitely biopic, right? I feel well, like... Well, I mean, I, I always hear people say biopic, so... But it's a biographical <laughs> picture. That makes sense. So, either way, did you see that Donald Glover's going to play 21 Savage in a biopic? <laughs> yes! I saw the trailer. It was like five minutes long, and I didn't get a chance it's to a watch it. It's a music video. It's a oh, music video. With, okay. But, which I kind of loved, because it's kind of like a throwback to like the... Uh, early 2000s, like, days where movies would have, like, a music video with footage. Uh, but it is funny because the only scene with dialogue that you see is uh, Donald Glover and another guy in the studio. And they're like, I wonder if the guy's playing, like, Metro Boomin or another producer that we would know. Mm-hmm. But they come up with his name. And it's just, <laughs> like, it's the scene you always think of in biopics where it's like, that gives me an idea. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, you're just a number. He's like, like a savage. He's like, she calls it Savage 21. And he's like, no, 21 Savage. It's, it's drop the the. <laughs> yeah, but I am very excited for that movie, even if it's a little cheesy. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'll be interested in it. Um, so should we pull one more song pull saga? One more. See if we get anything good. Okay. I just saw a couple and I was like, neither of those are good. I'm going to go a little more random to the middle of the deck. Oh, well. I mean, you're going to have lots of picks for this, Kev. It gets people onto the dance floor. Ooh. Okay, so I'll say is that having just thrown a wedding, uh, that first song after the dances is really important, right? Because you want to get as many people as you can out on the dance floor. Uh, And our choice, and I think one that worked very well, was September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Got the people going. Oh, yeah. Great one. Um, another one that did a lot of work, um, was, let's see, I'm trying to think. Yeah. What were the big ones? Um, cause I danced to many of them. Mr. Brightside I always remember... does it. What's that? Mr. Brightside. Oh, Mr. Brightside. I feel like one that I very strongly associate with you is Promiscuous by Nelly Furtado. Ooh, yeah. Cause and I you, definitely remember singing along to that. You definitely, yeah, like, I was a snob about that You were a snob about time. Nelly Furtado, even before we did this. Uh, and I was like, you're out of your gourd. You're totally yeah, wrong. That I, song rules I so hard. I hate my words there. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we, our last song, the one, you know, you close up the night with, we did do Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger. That was a good one, too. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um. So I have two, and they were what I wrote at my brother-in-law's wedding a couple years ago. And I told you his wedding was broken. And the only thing that got people on the dance floor was Mr. Brightside did work, but then it was just country. And I had two classics, which some someone remarked great choices, but then they still did not fill the dance floor at this country wedding. Like I'd hope. And that was one more time by Daft Punk. And <laughs> And Pony by Genuine. <laughs> yeah. Pony is my favorite song, but it, it feels a little, not a deep cut, but like not everybody goes with it. 
I think it's if you not need like to get... the fastest beat either. No, it's that's a very, that's like, just sexual us thing. one. Um, <laughs> I would say if you need a a sure proof song to get anybody our age on the dance floor, uh, I we were a mutual friend of ours had a wedding, and I think his DJ did. Uh, you saved it. Just say it. Okay. I think I <laughs> helped the, the DJ playlist. a lot. <laughs> and one of the songs that I went with was Everybody, parentheses, Backstreet's Back. Uh, and that, Oh, that's a great that one. That kicks. And that's one, I mean, they do say sexual in it, but otherwise it's like, I feel like even like grandma's dance to that yeah. song. Like yeah. everyone loves that song. Yeah. He just asks if he's sexual and they say, yeah. 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 Asked and answered. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, so if you want to have fruitful conversations like that, go buy Song Saga at our affiliate link. That's song-saga.com slash rockin' slash 21. Did it from memory. And now I'm going to take us into my song for this week. Uh, And this is exciting because this band just released their debut album. Ooh. Last Friday. Um. Did you, and, you know, did you feel a little competition? I did. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, I mentioned I was a musician and I put out my album, Entertain, last uh, Friday. So these are my release date mates. It's also funny because two rappers from Detroit, Bruiser Wolf and Boldy James, both had albums out. And I was like, hey, I'm in good company with uh, Michigan artists releasing albums. And I might mention those albums later in touts. Uh but this is a great experimental rock post-punk band from the UK called Folly Group. They've received some buzz, including praise from Idols' Joe Talbot, which Idols and Fontaines, I feel like, are two of the shining examples that like post-punk is popular and a great style that bands should be pursuing. And I almost feel like now there's like, I just feel like there's more bands than there maybe would have been like 10 years ago pursuing this style and everyone's like doing their own take on it which is cool uh and there's a lot of like bands that we've played even like geese recently who Mm -hmm. kind of traffic in the style but then they're doing their own like cowboy thing and this band uh introduces like a lot of different cool styles their one song strange neighbor has like strong talking heads vibes which is very fun um also give me some like block party interpoly that kind of uh, rock vibe and so we're going to listen to this song Pressure Pad and vocalist drummer Sean Harper said this musically Pressure Pad is a testament to how far we've come as collaborators every different kind of remote or in the room collaboration we've ever found fruitful was involved in creating this Frankenstein's monster of a single this is probably the 6th or 7th iteration of the song and its final form was ultimately dictated by a deadline We'd probably never have been able to call it finished otherwise. Lyrically, it touches on someone else being a massive part of your life, a massive part of yourself, but loving it. It's about totally going with the flow of a relationship, becoming someone you never otherwise thought you'd be, but not overanalyzing that, rather being grateful for it. Oh, yeah. And I like what he said about the deadline, because um, I saw Olivia Rodrigo saying something recently that limitations can be good for creativity. And so I'm glad that this deadline made them get this single out and finish it. And it's a jam. So let's take a listen to Folly Group with Pressure Pad. 
I rang the bell from your welcome man Just to find out it's a pressure plan And now I'm falling straight into your lap Through the maze, read the welcome plan Never flinch out of thunderclap Now I've tripped on the wire of your trap That's gonna be a hot diggity dog. Woof, woof. Yeah, I. You know what? It's wild because it started, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like Fontaine's DC is like a, a great comparison." And then like the pre-chorus, whatever starts, and I'm like, "Oh, and there's the block party." Like, it, yeah, it's you definitely. Hear that's a that. great like if you like if you want the Fontaine's DC peanut butter in your block party jelly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Folly group is is that pbj that you've been looking for, for i'm sure. very excited to check this out that song yeah. was great 
yeah, and the album's out now, and there's more than that. They bring in other styles, too, and go lots of different directions, and it's very good. So, yeah, I'm excited. New band on our radar. I'm glad I got to introduce you to them. Kevin, Folly Group, Folly Group, Kevin. Oh, nice to um, meet you. So that was Folly Group with Pressure Pad from Down There, out now via So Young Records. Great album title. Yeah. I think I... Oh, I, I I think it's like a, you down there. Down there. Um, also, I did want to talk about one thing that they talked about in the press release, which I thought was cool because they talked about having day jobs. And like, I feel like bands and even with like the podcast, when you're doing something creative, you almost like are ashamed to say you have a yeah. day job. And uh, so it's cool to talk about because that is the reality. We got to make money uh-huh. even when we're doing these creative things. And um so, yeah, I liked that he said uh, the fact that this band exists is a victory. And so I feel like that's a good way to look at it is like just creating is the victory. And then what comes after that, you figure it out later. <laughs> uh, and it's also way fucking harder to be creative when you're doing other shit for 40 hours and like right. truthfully 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah. And so it is a pure like passion project yeah. that you gotta just do so that's why we're doing this mm-hmm. right here yeah i make my money by teaching at the local clown college <laughs> if only all right well we gotta talk about the new music that we've been loving in touts Touts. uh luke i got an album to tout uh, this is from a uh, local indie artist that I've been a fan of for quite a long time. Wait I am, a second. of course, talking about the album Entertain from Indie Darling, a.k.a. Oh, thank you. you. It's great. I love it, man. It's so good. Um, I will say my favorite track, and just call me a regular yeah. person because it's regular people. That oh, one's hell great. Yeah. Um, I really also liked Nobody. And uh, nice. probably top three would round it out with like a place to start, but it's all nice, really good. It's I a great that. album. If you, the listener out there, have not listened to it, do it. It's great. So, uh, entertain yeah. by Indie Darling. You even have the Spotify like animated like thing in there. Yes, the canvas video. Yes, baby. it's it it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I was feeling the love on Friday. You did a nice post from Best Song Ever, like shouting it out had a lot of friends had like a friend I haven't heard from in years reach out and say like, congrats. So it was super nice. Um, I will admit I was late cause I had the flu last week and I was just like, I'll listen to this another day, Luke. I swear. That's okay. Um, but you listen to it I got there. Can. It's great. But I love hearing your favorite and like regular people, Rocky track. You're a big rock guy. So yep. I'm like, that makes sense. It's cool to hear cause everyone has different favorites. So I love it. A oh, well sequenced full. album too. It's a good start. It's a good end. You no, know I'm thinking like, about sequencing. It 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 has a journey you go through. It's great. I'm very I'm very uh, I'm very impressed. I'm very proud as a friend of yours. So excellent Thank job. You. What a nice tout. I appreciate that. All right. Well, I mentioned it earlier. My other release date mates. All of these on this list, but the two rappers from Michigan that I enjoyed their albums very much was Bruiser Wolf with my story got stories. Bruiser has that unmistakable voice. Yeah. Uh, and he's on Danny Brown's Bruiser Brigade. Danny Brown shows up on a song. So, and there's some other good 
features Chris Crack and uh, others, so that's a good one. I think I liked his first album better, but there's still Dope Boy on this one is like gonna be one of my favorite songs. Got heat. So good. Yeah. Oh, solid. And then Boldy James and Nicholas Craven with Penalty of Leadership, and this is like a little more like toned down. I feel like moody, um, but it's deals with Boldy's like near fatal car accident so he's dealing with that on a lot of tracks and uh so the lyrics are just incredible and uh then the production is that great like low-key uh sample looped and i really enjoyed the production from nicholas craven on that one uh then a couple singer songwriters marika hackman who had a great album in 2017 but just released big sigh Kev, you're the sludge snob, and the Ooh. title track, Big Sigh, definitely brings the sludge. Um, and then Bill Ryder Jones, who you might remember from the band The Coral. He was the guitarist of that, and they had like a song on Scrubs. That's how I knew them back in the day, which was how I got all my music recommendations back in high school. Um, and he put out Yaki Da. It's like a Welsh cheers or like good health phrase i had to look up how to pronounce it but that's a great like kind of folky orchestrated uh album i was listening to it today and really enjoying it so recommend those and now we got to talk about the new music friday releases that we're excited for in shouts all right well i just got one and it's it's a biggin it's Green Day, baby, with Saviors. Oh, Luke, you're bringing that woke garbage to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, are you saying that because they said... Uh, what, does Green Day have MAGA... to be so political now? <laughs> yeah, which is funny because they've been doing, they've been talking <laughs> shit about Trump <laughs> They came out with now. an album in the mid-2000s called American Idiot. Who do you think that was about? Yeah, yeah so on New Year's, right, he made it the yeah. MAGA agenda. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, but yeah, I love Green Day. I fucking love me some American Idiot. Maybe, I, American so. Idiot was the coolest fucking album I had ever heard when it came out. That yeah. shit rules. <laughs> it's fun. And they're like early stuff. It's yeah. like, you know, more punky like that stuff. So yeah, check out the new Green Day one. Like I gotta tell you. And then uh, going back to the artist I played and influences, influencers, whatever. Uh, Sleater Kenny with Little Rope. That's coming out. Hell yeah. Always excited for new Sleater Kenny. Huge fan of that band. They've had a couple albums recently and they were very good. I think they put out two in the last like three years or so. Yeah. So good track record recently for Sleater Kenny. Yeah. Was a really big fan of 2019's The Center Won't Hold. That was a great album. Yeah. And then Luke, we have Lil Dicky. With the music <laughs> from Dave, a.k.a. Yes. Peanuth. <laughs> Wait, it's actually it's, called It's that. called Peanuth, which is the name of the <laughs> album the show, yeah. that Dave in the show was putting out. Uh, the, the line between Lil Dicky and his character blurs ever so more. <laughs> uh, but I, I think Lil Dicky puts out really funny shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's I'm corny really as hell, excited. but it's good. Yeah, this, uh, I've been waiting for this ever since, like, because I think in the end of season one, there's, like, a really good song, and then 
they do another one in the end of season two at the awards, whatever yeah. it is. And so I've been waiting for this. I haven't finished season three, actually. I need to finish that season. But I'm waiting for him to put those songs out. Because the one he freestyles on The Breakfast Club is so good, too. Yeah. I hope that's on there. Uh, so, yeah, that's great. I was like, it's kind of funny because it's called Peanuts, but I'm actually very excited about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, Luke, you know, not something we'll listen to, but something we should let the people know is coming. Kids Bop 2024. What makes you think I'm not going to listen to it? <laughs> because you have functional eardrums. Um, Kids Bop has always been terrible. I never understood it. I guess clean versions of songs, but like just listen to a clean version. Just listen to Now That's What I Call Music. Uh, Although why it's become its own after- like... It's become its own, like, fun thing to see how they're going to make a song clean. Yeah, Especially when the song itself is, like, filthy, you know, and they're, like, really working overtime. Uh, I forget. I've heard some great ones from Brian sends them to me, I think. Um, okay. I, I started to look at the track list here, and um, they've got Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift. Not the most timely nice. album. Um, Karma, obviously. But Paint the Town Red? By Doja Cat? Oh, I'm anti Doja Cat because she was mean to her fans, so I don't even know that. Song. Yeah, but that song, like, <laughs> how are kids gonna do that? It's like, that's fucked up. I'm looking through. That's um, gonna be a good one to look up the lyrics for, and it's probably gonna be hilarious. I wish they had the artists here because I don't recognize some of these songs. Um, I think, like, I watch bad movies because it's funny, you know? I could listen to a kids' pop album just to make fun of it. Uh, okay, I found the track listing. I'm trying to find who is the most insane choice. Um, no, nah, these all... You may have nailed it with the Doja Cat. Uh, Doja Cat seems to be the most insane choice. Well, now I'm going to have to listen to that song to see what A uh, Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo, which I feel like Hell is... Yeah. Has some profanity, but, like, easily edited out. Uh, especially yeah. based on the fact that we've talked about Olivia Rodrigo swears, and she's like... <gasps> yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Um... Well, you could just take out the goddamn, yeah, like like a scary, scary vampire. <laughs> <laughs> um, Barbie World by Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice, and Aqua, which I feel yeah. like that might already be clean. That was probably was clean enough because it was for the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. There. Oh, a kids' bop original. We're taking over. Uh, I fucking hope not. I which don't... Ice Spice's album from twenty twenty three. It's pretty damn great. And it's like 25 minutes long. So if you haven't listened to it, Kevin, give it a spin. I know I have. Some jams on there. It's great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, let's get off the topic because this is just making me. (laughs) Just making you sad? All right. (laughs) I I am excited to hear how they do Doja Cat. That will be interesting. Not to be an adult, like back in my day, but I was never given control of the music in my home as a child. Not, oh, not yeah, a once. I've, yeah, well, you know, I grew up religious, and so you might think, oh, did you listen to Now That's What I Call Music? No, but I did listen to Wow, That's What I Call Music. That's not what it was called, but it was clearly supposed to be Wow Because of Now, yeah. and it was like a compilation of all the Christian hits that were out at the time. And Just a there's whole some lot of Creed. songs on there. Yeah, no. Jars of Clay. I don't think Creed ever made it on there. They were too rock and roll. Okay, they, yeah, they, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't worship hard enough. 
Um, I you just said jars of clay like that was supposed to mean something. I've got no idea what that is. They were popular in the nineties. Oh, okay. They were Christian band. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that before your time. That didn't make it into the the Connor household. Yeah, no, you were more like the days of brand new and Reliant K and bands like that that were secretly Christian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I found Not out so Reliant secretly. K was secretly Christian, I was like, huh? <laughs> they sound so so angry. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. We got to talk about our three daddies. We're Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great stuff going on in their theater. Make a donation. Uh, They're celebrating 30 years. They got great stuff going on week after goddamn week. So check it out. And then offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. You can see our top 10 lists. Also, our editor, Dave Obenauer, all the contributors, all their top tens from 2023. I got some good recommendations from that. And I was happy because Obi posted like the four albums that kept coming up on everyone's list. And a couple of them were in my top ten. I was like, yeah. Um, Jesse Ware was one of them. So, yeah. Good stuff. I, Go check out those top tens. Jesse Ware has been one of the ones I've been listening to like more and more. And I put it too low at ten. I, like, I, that's it, okay it happens i always i always have a regret and that's my one this year is that 10 was too low yeah well i've been spinning chapel roan after the fact too so you know we all make mistakes yeah <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for us this week as always i'm luke leben saying check your perspective and i'm kevin connor saying go ahead chase those waterfall waterfall <laughs> singular I thought maybe Discord filtered out the ass. No, but just one this week. Okay. This is the best song ever. Sponsored by Halliburton. <laughs> well, it's best song ever. Now the podcast better. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.